A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello there, my very good friends. On today's wrestling news, we're going to tell you all about WWE staff being overworked following recent producer cuts. On top of that, we will tell you Vince McMahon's reaction to his latest round of allegations. On top of that, we will tell you about Carmella feuding with somebody from Jersey Shore. Because <laughs> Let's go. Apparently, it's, it's 2009 again. <laughs> anyway, I'm Andy Murray. I'm Michael Hamflet. Uh, we're going to. It's. Yeah, it's the news. Uh, this is the news. That's the catchphrase. I should know that by now. That's why he does. Yeah, I've only been only been doing this for four <laughs> years or something. Uh, right, let's kick things off. Let's kick this horrendous mess of a video off uh, by talking about the staffing situation, particularly when it comes to WWE producers. Sounds rubbish. Uh, it, it sounds. Uh, I mean, that's just you know. It sounds to me like if you want a quiet life in pro wrestling, don't work for the WWE production crew. Yeah. Um, Aria Tavari and Curtis Axel are no longer being used by WWE as producers. This all comes from a report from PW Insider's Mike Johnson, by the way. They'd been there since April on a probationary basis, but they are no longer being used by the company in that role. Oh, with budget cuts cited as the reason. Shockingly, yeah. uh, budget cuts coming in as the reason there. Now, there's more to this report as well, noting about how understaffed the producers are at the moment. Uh, the crew is described as being extremely overworked. Uh, they have an apparently an insane workload uh, and this demand from WWE, this insane workload, them going, hey, do more work than you physically can or whatever, um, had led to an internal push for more producers to be recruited by WWE after WrestleMania 38. This is what led to the probationary guys coming in, Davari and uh, Curtis Axel. Um, but this round of budget cuts, I guess, means that the duo are no longer being used, which has exacerbated uh, the situation. Now, as well as the workload, the time that WWE expects its producers to work on their job had contributed for calls for more to be brought in. Now, things would have been even tougher on last week's episode of SmackDown because uh, Jason Jordan, who oversees the producers, was not there. He's awaiting the birth of his second child, him and his wife. So congratulations to Jason and his family, of course. Uh, and Adam Pearce is believed to have assumed a leading role on SmackDown uh, in his absence. So yeah, good for Jason. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, sounds like a really uh, demanding situation to be in, being a WWE producer, especially if they are this understaffed. Yeah. Um, you know, there's always a lot of talk about the very difficult and challenging uh, corporate culture within WWE. So it first seems important to say congratulations to J uh, Jason Jordan, as you say. And quite nice of WWE, I guess, to give him the time he needs away from a big role, a, you know, a Fox billion dollar wrestling show to go and be there for the birth of his second child. Now, back to the awful, terrible corporate culture of WWE, <laughs> because yes, this just seems like a pretty difficult spot and an unenviable spot to be in as a producer. 
Um, it's never sounded harder from the outside. We used to hear about agents getting to be in control of how the matches were, mm -hmm. working collaboratively with the wrestlers and then feeding back to Vince McMahon and all that. It used to seem to flow quite nicely. Yeah. Now it just feels like everything is micromanaged and controlled to the point yeah. where matches and promos are super scripted. So is it not really just a case of an agent in being forced to hand down instructions to a wrestler who then has to act them out? You know, John Moxley was very public about how his 2018 return gave him the feelings of never being able to be the wrestler he believed he could be until he, he finally got out of there. And yet, there's all of these difficult roles to play and there's not enough people to play them. So you're expected to wear all sorts of hat. You've got a very angry boss at the top. You've probably got very angry wrestlers below. It just seems like the worst of the spots to be in. Yeah. Not least when your workload is so full. And too full, anyway, as you say, for yeah. a company that could easily afford to make your life easier. It's another one of them situations, and there are a lot of roles dotted around uh, in Titan and Capital, where it's, uh, you can imagine one of them videos that's like, want to work for WWE? And then the answer should be, why? Like, <laughs> do you? Do you really want to? This is the latest in one of several roles yeah. where it just seems, I don't know, like more hostile than it's worth I yes. think, to be in that spot. You know, yes. all the best of the wrestlers that want to find new lives outside of wrestling, but it seems like one of the trickier places to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, look, you're, you're making record profits. You're a billion dollar corporation. You hire a few people, ease yeah. the workload. Yeah. Look after your staff. <laughs> Look after your staff. And not just Jason Jordan. Congratulations again mm. to Jason Jordan. Um, right, let's move on to our next report here. Um, you're going to be absolutely shocked to learn that Vince McMahon is no-selling uh, the latest Wall Street Journal report on his alleged misconduct. Mm. Uh, now, we all know the situation here, right? Last month, the initial report came out alleging that Vince had, uh, had paid $3 million in hush money to a former employee that he is purported to have had an affair with. Uh, there was some other stuff in there, but in the aftermath of that, Vince stepped down as chairman and CEO. Mm -hmm. um, Stephanie McMahon assumed that role, chairwoman for now. Uh, the WWE board of directors are investigating the situation and that is still ongoing, of course. Now, last week, a new report came out from the WSJ uh, with even more details. We have an in-depth write-up on that on our website. You can check that out there for full details. We would need about, I don't know, like an hour's video yeah. to, to yeah. get through everything we need to on this one. But uh, PW Insider came through with a report following last week's episode of SmackDown stating that it's business as usual, basically. Mm. So it's kind of similar to what happened when the first report came out, except without Vince coming on TV like a complete maniac and yeah, yeah all of the stuff that followed there. Uh, now, Dave Meltzer has now corroborated this, which is why we're speaking about it today. It's in the latest Figure 4 Online slash Wrestling Observer Daily Update. How's your website got two names, man? <laughs> come on, come on. You brought them together long enough for go. Just bring the name together. Yeah, too. come on, Brian and Dave. What's going on there? Uh, <laughs> what is going on, guys? What are you up to? Uh, now, Vince was running creative last Friday. That has been double confirmed here by Dave. Uh, and this has drawn mixed responses backstage. Because while nobody in WWE can imagine the company without Vince, which is understandable, he has been there since Littlefoot was roaming the earth. <laughs> was Littlefoot ever roaming the earth? That was just a cartoon. Never mind. Uh, most people accept that, you know, the majority of people who are in a situation like this um, wouldn't survive these yeah. kind of allegations in, in an executive uh, sense. So... Vince has been described as no-selling the situation, uh, and one of Meltzer's sources uh, says that he's effectively letting everybody know that he is not blinking following the latest report. He sounded jovial following a production uh, meeting, in fact, uh, saying something along the lines of, have fun, guys, have a great show, uh, after that was coming out. So, yeah, the, the, the board of directors are still investigating this situation. The allegations uh, levied against Vince uh, are obviously extremely serious. Um... 
kind of difficult to, to offer more comment than that until the investigation's results come out, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's from, you know, like the Wall Street Journal to the Wrestling Observer to PW Insider from wrestler testimonies themselves, whatever. The case with Vincent Mann is always shocked, rarely surprised. Sure. If that makes sense, every kind of story from the what we hear about the allegations to his response to the allegations to his interactions with wrestlers, it's all what we know about Vince McMahon. It just doesn't feel any less potent when it comes out like this. The story, I think, after that SmackDown appearance that he made, as you say, just like 24, 48 hours after the original story broke, I think was him going backstage and saying, F him, and on with the yeah. show. Like, it's that sort of defiance that is all, it's, it's what we already know about Vince McMahon, but it's no less shocking here nonetheless because it seems to take no um, interest in the context of the situation he finds himself in and yeah. indeed what WWE could find itself in as a result of this situation and that's something that we'll find as the story runs and runs and as the investigation from the board continues mm -hmm. and you know this is one of them things where once upon a time WWE was beholden most to its consumer yeah. and based on the reactions that Vince very anecdotally based on the reactions that Vince Mann received when he would enter the buildings and enough people giving it all that and all that nonsense they might have been all right. You know, Vincent, man, these stories breaking would have just been, ah, classic Vince, and you know, like that kind of... Yeah. We know now that they're not beholden to the... Certainly not to the tune of 50%. No, of like, You know, they're beholden absolutely. to massive, massive corporate clients and huge contracts to multiple television networks and, you know, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia and all these sort of places where WWE makes most of its money now. Um, what was once, yep, there's our Vinny could have far-reaching ramifications and this sort of stuff. It's no, it's little wonder that there are people that are maybe unsettled behind the scenes that this is the way that he is choosing to yeah, deal with it, even sure. if, because of what we know of Vincent Mann, it's maybe what we would have expected. It's, yeah, for sure. It's, it's ugliness all the way around. Man. It really is. It's, it's a horrendously ugly situation. You obviously hope that the victims in the in these situations, uh, you know, it's kind of hard to find the right words mm. with stuff like this, but, but come out of this... You know, with a sense of closure, um, yeah. I guess. But like, it's yeah. It, the point you make about the fans is really interesting because when he comes out on these shows, he's still received as this hero, and it's yeah. it's like that is really unsettling mm -hmm. that people aren't really applying that level of of, of analysis to these yeah. to these very serious allegations. But the, like you say, they're not they're a business to business company mm -hmm. now, so we will see what comes of this. But yeah, potential industry shifting. Story it's run, continues, it? and it's going to keep. Yeah, it's going to keep on going for sure. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get thirty, thirty. Ready to get thirty, ready to get twenty, twenty, twenty. Ready to get twenty, twenty. Ready to get fifteen, 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 fifteen. Just fifteen bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash-switch. Forty-five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be 
big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Right, uh, the, let's just move over to some complete nonsense, right? <laughs> what? Yeah. What, what's going on here? What? Uh, Carmella, she's feuding with Angelina off Jersey Shore. I'm not sure if this is a work or what, but it's, <laughs> if it is, it's a weird one, right? So this kicked off last week on Tuesday, right? WWE had tweeted Carmella saying, mm, hello from Raw. Um, Angelina Pavarnik... Uh, quote tweeted this saying hey Carmella you're using my line WTF so you're from Staten and you're using my um hello too hmm right Carmella responded with a gif claiming to not know who Pavarnik <laughs> is I, like which is quite funny yeah. um, and things only escalated from there uh, Angelina replied <laughs> ah, love this I'll just this is verbatim bitch please you know exactly who I am, and your whole gimmick is based off of me in Staten Island, lol. Uh, please take several seats, girl, lol. Um, get your own shh and cut the crap already. We spoke years ago when you first started with WWE, lol. Bye. Lots of lols. <laughs> Lots of lols in there. I, uh, I think she's laughing out loud. I, 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 I don't believe that, lol. <laughs> no, I think she's fizzing. <laughs> uh, we got another quote tweet from Carmella reply. She tagged Wow and Snooky. Yeah. Of course, Snooky's going to kick some ass being a wrestling veteran. I know. Um, with a gif of... Uh, is that a Jersey Shore guy? I don't know. I don't look at, look at these mid-30s guys trying to like, <laughs> analyse the latest in Jersey Shore drama. You've come to the right place. We'd be absolute pish on TMZ, <laughs> would we? Uh, and then uh, Angelina tweeted again, man. She just kept going. Uh, quote tweeting Bleeding Cool, who mm. covered it. Uh, saying, I will fight her for free. F the money. Shows how serious I am. I'm sick of her trying to be me with the um hello catchphrase. Catch these hands for free. Everyone thinks I'm starting, sh- which I'm not. She starts all the time with me and then pretends she doesn't know who I am. All right. Okay. So, I mean, Angelina, the Jersey Shore people were on Impact like 10 years ago or something, weren't yeah. they? For a couple of, I think she was involved in that. In yeah. fact, IMDB told me she was, so shout outs. JWoww was in back, Snooki was WrestleMania. That like was the cultural crossover of the two yeah. worlds, wasn't it? Um, not that we are sort of, you know, as people that cover wrestling, we're absolutely not like publicly downvoting Jersey no, Shore. No, absolutely not. In terms of cultural the, footprints, they're on a fairly level exactly, playing field. Exactly. Um, I quite like this. I quite this like rules. the Jersey Shore woman going full Ronnie Pickering and asking her out for a pen, <laughs> a pen hooker fight for no money. Bang game. Uh, I don't know. This feels summer slammy, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, you want to put some nonsense in a stadium. Like, does the woman from Jersey Shore, is it Angelina? Sorry. Can, That's right. Yeah. Angelina like, Pavarnik. There must, Angelina Pavarnik. Like, there must be a male colleague that we can do some mixed tag action, and this could be... You know how Grace yes. is like, I'm good to go. Like, who you got? You, yes. I'll wrestle Cody, if you like. I'm going to think of Jersey Shaw mixed tag. Okay. <laughs> <Let's> <laughs> Why do, not? Let's do that. Who have we got? Oh, there was one guy. 
Uh, I don't remember. The really, situation. The, no, is he's he still kicking around. I, yeah, he. Oh, that's that guy in that gift. That's who that is. That is. Him? Right. Yeah, he was an absolute walloper. Um, Wait a minute. The guy that called himself <laughs> the situation was yeah. a walloper. I don't know. I, don't, I, I need to fact check that. Yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm going to have to do a bit more research <laughs> to confirm whether or not this guy is indeed a walloper. But hey, let us know what you think of, of Carmella fighting people from is Jersey Shore still Jersey off? Shore. I'm not sure. Is Geordie Shore still on? I couldn't. We should know. We look, they used to. Film, we're, yeah, we're in it now. They used this to film Geordie Shore in this building. Yeah. We're in now until we bought it because they like, still do. This is going out on MTV tonight. Oh my. Oh we're my, on it. Oh, oh my god. god. Right. Uh, let's quickly get to our Twitter questions because my goodness, what an array of stories that was. Um. Okay. Mikey from American Chopper. Hello, Mikey. Mikey uh, asks the following: Who's your favorite breakout star of the year and favorite veteran on a good run right now as well? I'm going to go to the brand where you would least expect such a breakout star to emerge from. And that's NXT 2.0 because it does not develop. Uh, Roxanne Perez uh, has found this spot, Roxanne Perez, the former Roxy, as uh, a wrestler that almost shouldn't have been signed by this version of NXT. They've shown that they've wanted to filter out the kind of the uh, independent darlings and the, you know, the internet's favourites that Triple H would have scouted from PWG and the like once upon a time to use the next in line, so, you know, the system that they've set in place. And yet she's come in from a wrestling background and has been able to apply that wrestling background. It's predominantly about what she does in matches. She's got a little bit of a hokey character there. Team 2001 gimmick with Cora Jade yes. as the, you know, like young like stars. Like she's Scott are, Norton. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> these, these mates that have come good together. But... Um, there is very quietly, and you really have to go looking for it on NXT 2.0, the foundations of a half-decent women's division, and she's at the core of it. Mm -hmm. um, she's great. Yeah, Tremendous. like, in ring-wise, she is, I think she's, someone so young, I think she's going to help those that have come to wrestling from another background, and because of the people they phased out, there's just not that many people to do it, Definitely. so maybe that's another reason why she's sticking out, but I think she's going to be valuable beyond just the character she is as well. Um, she's not really missed on that show yet. If you go track and anything she's done, it's all been good. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, on the other side of the promotional divide in the US, uh, Wheeler Utah's having an ascending year. I think um, great indie run, uh, particularly last year in the match with Garcia and stuff. But like on a mainstream level, mm. talking about breakout rather than you know amongst nerds like me who mm. have IWTV subscriptions and stuff. <laughs> um, his ascendancy's been awesome in the Blackpool Combat Club, the Moxley match, of course. As far as veterans on a good run go, I mean, Jericho is in a tremendous run yeah. that nobody would have seen coming after some not great stuff last year. Uh, and Sting is a cheat code answer for this right. question. Uh, Adam Blair asks, uh, do you think that Eddie Kingston will win the big one at Arthur Ashe only for Punk to return after the bell? We get the big Eddie win and then it gets taken away the next week. So I think we all agree that this is probably the optimal blueprint. Mm -hmm. If you're going to give Eddie the big win, it's that he gets it and then some dastardly heel steals it the next week and makes everyone cry. Yeah. That is perfect. For me, I have it a little bit different and obviously this is dependent on Punk and his injury status. I don't want to name specific shows for that very reason but I think that Eddie beating Punk after all they've been through would be perfect and then that damned MJF comes along and ruins the day. What do you reckon? There's a lot of variations on this and they're all great. Yeah, I mean, we sort of agreed on that specific one over the desks many, many times. Like, hands rubbing together. Yeah. Like, Eddie Kingston's title reign, as glorious as the moment should be, is one that should be measured in days rather than weeks and months. That's kind of what makes yeah. that character, uh, that a title reign, make the most sense. I think within Dusty AEW. Rhodes 
kind yeah. of vibe. You know, yeah. like the, the moment would be so beloved and so earned, and yet he is a man that has to be, have his heart broken, has to be angry, and has He's to be avenge these people. Yeah. yeah, and that's the beauty of the Eddie Kingston character, fundamentally. So whilst, you know, I think we're on the same page in regards to MGF being the guy to take it, and indeed Punk being the guy to lose it, the interim title, um, you know, I put this out on Twitter over the weekend, but the interim title makes it fascinating in the fact that, like, Mox is his best mate, CM Punk's his worst enemy, and Kingston could theoretically target a title from both of those guys, yeah. you know, simultaneously, I guess, because they're both around at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, Arthur Ashe, I, I wish sometimes timelines worked out better for this to happen around Arthur Ashe, because I remember this this time last year, yeah. and he didn't get much, really. It was a rampage, knockabout tag, and it kind of, like, it was there for the homicide return more than it was Kingston, wasn't it? Which wouldn't have been much to us, the homicide, or, or necessarily, like, the... the- the, the mainstream wrestling yeah. fan or whatever, but would have meant a lot to Eddie uh, with Hobbs Yeah, you know, thing. big so, fame, crowd went banana for yeah. as well. But like, I think, like, I understand why people look to titles and yeah. look to, like, again, like the Jericho payoff could have been there, but you know, there, there was Shark Week to consider for AEW. Um, I don't think, <laughs> I, I think he's one of the, you think of the WrestleMania whiteboard in WWE, I think when it comes to the Arthur Ashe whiteboard, Kingston's yeah. one of the first names on it. It'll be something good, even if it's not quite that. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree on every single level. Uh, right, and our final question today comes from Matt Hope, uh, who says, with a lot of big names currently injured in WWE, yeah, everywhere in wrestling, it seems that everyone's injured yeah. uh, in, in general. But what part-timers or celebrities do you see appearing at Clash at the Castle? Uh, who have you got, baby? I got him. I got them all. Got we got Karis from Catatonia. <laughs> We've got Ellis Jones. James from Five Live. Tom Jones, Stereophonics. Gorky's I Got It Monkey. And the main event, right, you can, put, you can either put him in a match you can either have him as a special guest referee. Um, he's a utility player, right? You want a celebrity from the sporting world, don't you? Ideally, because as we've seen with the likes of Pat McAfee. Where's uh, this going? <laughs> I'll tell you where it's going, brother. Uh, Tyson Fury, you want somebody that can theoretically work a match, but somebody that's going to be a draw. Somebody with local prestige. The macho man, Robbie Savage. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Works the baby face, works the heel. He looks really good in a white t-shirt. As he well. certainly Bobby does. He's, he's still got he's still got like that kind of like he could grow his hair back long. There you just go. As WWE is traditionally quite liked. There's time. Book it. Barry from Eastenders. And who wouldn't want to see wouldn't want to see a wrestler just put the boot in? His wins all right. I guess if Tyson Fury's gonna wrestle, you could get another boxer at ringside. Like yeah. Ricky Hatton's been on yes. WWE yeah. before. Did Wayne Rooney punch someone once? Wayne Rooney punched Wade Barrett, I think. There you go. I yeah. think he's just taking another coaching job in the United States. But yeah, get Co- him over. Coaching? Wade Barrett? Get him in 2.0. Get him in NXT. Hey, hey <laughs> boom, there you go. Wayne Rooney to NXT. There, there you go. Obviously, obviously, he has that young star trait of having hair implants as well. So, you know. Poor form. Associated, Poor form. With, associated with young up-and-comers. But hey, thank you for joining us on today's Wrestling News. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. You can follow Michael Hamflet on Twitter at... Michael Hamflet. You follow me at Andy H. Murray. Uh, the H today stands for Hullabaloo, which is his favourite album from his favourite band. Unlucky! Lies. Bye! Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. 
If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.